You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week, we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from what year, John? 2003! Come on! (laughs) (laughs) The chainsaw gets mad when you forget facts. (laughs) (laughs) We're continuing our double feature on Texas remake massacres with the, uh, well, John, maybe you should talk about this one because you seem to really, really love it. (laughs) Yeah, we are continuing our conversation on Texas remake massacres with one of the best remakes of the early 2000s. With one of the remakes. (laughs) That's right. Last week we were doing more of a reboot. This one is a straightforward remake. Straightforward? Straightforward? This is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre done again, updated for a live audience. With name changes that make no sense. Stuff in it. Don't listen to Kim. This is one that like, you probably rolled your eyes at when it came out. If you and have again, not when you revisited watch it, re- it in, in what, tw- 10 years, 20 years since it came out, you got to give this one another shot. It is so worth your time. All right, John, you might as well do the three good things. Hey, cool. Number one, we got some found footage in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. There's not as much of that in, in this one as there was in Texas Chainsaw 3D. But yeah, the boom, the movie is bookended with fucking found footage in. Uh, horror scares with uh, I'm overselling it but you like you really yeah. are <laughs> you see Leatherface in a found footage move man Texas Chainsaw and Friday the 13th are the two movies that really need a found footage remake reboot I will concur on that point. We're, we're almost there with this one it's pretty great I honestly I'm putting it out into the universe that the Friday the 13th movie that may or may not be coming that may or may not have been teased should be found footage I mean, we're almost slipping into what's keeping us creepy with that, but I mean, goddamn, like the idea that there's a new tech, there's that there's maybe a new Friday the Thirteenth movie coming. So good. This is the time to do it. it. It's just a hook. He's literally. This is Sean S. Cunningham doing the same thing he did back in 1979 when he bought a fucking ad. And he's like, "We got a movie. It's called Friday the Thirteenth. Everybody want to see it? We don't have a script, but don't tell anybody." That's what's happening right now in 2022. We're reliving the exact same experience from when the franchise started. I mean, well, I don't want to. Do- derail the entire top three because this is totally unrelated but did wasn't the first tease about it that he updated his um what do you call it cameo is it cameo where you do those like little ad thing for individual people when yeah, they yeah, pay yeah. you yeah, yeah yeah he updated like producer and writer of the original friday the 13th film and also the one that's coming up soon <laughs> <laughs> good move love it uh good thing number two about texas chainsaw massacre from 2003 r lee the fucking drill sergeant from full metal jacket is in here psychologically eyebrowing it up up, psychologically tormenting people as just like the most fucking weird sadistic sheriff that you've ever met uh never wanted to meet it's fucking genius stuff oh oh (laughs) i'm sorry was was there a cricket stuck in your throat there (laughs) number three uh you know i'm gonna go with 
this uh, there mm-hmm, that's really tough number three i'm gonna go with the hitchhiker i think the hitchhiker sequence in this movie i guess i guess you could call her the harbinger uh of the film the whole like you guys gotta turn the fuck around and get out of here now is way cooler than the original texas chainsaw i fucking said it and has one of the greatest camera moves of the last 20 years Okay, so I will agree with you on the your third point. I really do like the hitchhiker in this one and uh, maybe the best camera effect of the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it seems a little vague. Uh, we, we talk about that in, in way more detail in the rest of the episode. But seriously, if you have not revisited this movie, if you're the kind of person like me who was just like, why do we need to remake this fucking movie? It was perfect. We were right back then. We're right now. But you really should give this one another shot. It's totally worth checking out. Kim? Before we get into the full Texas Chainsaw discussion, what is keeping you creepy this week? Well, something I'm really excited for this weekend, uh, Barbarian is coming out. Yeah, you know, I was not super duper excited about this. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. We haven't really uh, delved too much into what it's about. We've seen, I think, just the first trailer that was released. Yeah, we were also told to avoid any additional trailers that might come. So so we advise you to do the same. You've got... (laughs) 24 hours before it hits the theater if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, But I'm very excited to see this in the theater. I'm really happy that uh, we didn't actually cover this for the website. So uh, I get to experience it in the theater. I'm very, very fucking pumped. We had some family visiting us, so I haven't really... And, you know, we didn't watch horror movies over the Labor Day weekend. But I did rewatch Nightmare Alley last night. That's kind of what's keeping me creepy right now. Uh, That and the Friday the 13th news, I suppose. Nightmare Alley is uh, such a good fucking movie. And just like a Definitely deserves uh, revisiting. There's way too much to absorb on the first watch. Yeah, we liked it when it came out. We knew we weren't like in love with it yet. We saw it in the theater. We were like gonna have to you know yeah. put a pin on that page <laughs> yeah there's there's too much here to take in right now we're looking forward to revisiting it i desperately want a fucking blu-ray release of that black and white uh version that came out in the theaters that we weren't able to see because covid shut our fucking movie theaters down for a whole month while that was playing uh but everybody tells me it's better than the color version so and he definitely like 100 percent when you watch it, it feels he like shot it's it shot like, for yeah. those soupy grays yeah Absolutely. Still great as a color. Hopefully it'll come out with a dual version because I don't want to buy it twice. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, uh, don't, at least right now it's streaming in color. So we only have to buy the black and white (laughs) version. Another thing that's coming up, I'm sure you are very excited for because we do it every year. I'm dropping the list for the 31 day horror challenge. It is the month long, October long celebration we do every year here at Nightmare on Film Street where we set up 31 prompts of different horror movies to watch and you watch a different one every day. We're going to be doing a giveaway alongside that. There's going to be so much fun stuff this year. Um, But basically, yeah, you pick a movie, you watch it, you tweet out your setup, you show us on Instagram. Last year, we had a ton of fun different people participating. Oh, yeah. We had people using the prompts for drawings. We had people using them for recipes. There was a Tales. There was a dude making beats for horror movies based on the prompts from the from the list. That it was rad. It was so much fun to see like everybody's like creative takes on the prompts. So those are going to be out as of recording. Uh, I'm going to just set up an easy URL so that you can just find it real easy. Go to nofspodcast.com slash horror challenge. Look at me planning out the future. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> Remind write, me to yeah, set that up. <laughs> might want to write that down. Uh, and you can get uh, the graphics and enter the, the giveaway. Yeah, you're going to be watching horror movies 
movies all Halloween anyway. Why don't you uh, Why don't you watch along with your fellow fiends? Where we're all we'll all watch a horror anthology the day the horror anthology prompt comes, and we'll all watch Halloween on Halloween night. Well, and there's also <laughs> really fun prompts to just scroll the hashtags and see what other people pick. There's one that's like the biggest jump scare or your favorite director. Oh yeah, you should be making some watch. fucking letterbox yeah. lists based on these, right? It's a great way to find new recommendations because every everybody's got like this secret little horror movie that they wish other people talked about more and October's the one time of year where you get to share it uh, so uh, this is my early pitch for The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lee look forward to me talking about that all October long there is a mostly ghostly so you can probably fit it in that one fuck yeah <laughs> Last thing before we get into the episode, we are still in the middle of the Midnight, a Camp Blood podcast series over in the Nightmare on Film Street Fiend Club. Head over to nofspodcast.com slash fiend club uh, to hear our thoughts on the Friday the 13th franchise. Who fucking knows? Uh, you know, we might have news for a new Jason Voorhees movie by the time we get to the last movie. This is uh, absurd. Pretty and, serendipitous, I will say. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always nice when the simulation just lines up perfectly for you and what you're doing. <laughs> Actually, literally this morning, I showed John a, a post in like the local town group I'm in where a Kim and a John spelled the exact same way John does with two dogs moved to town. And I was like, this is weird. Yeah, this is like when the black cat... There's like 12 people in our town, guys. This is a very improbable event. <laughs> Fingers crossed they're horror fans. We're going to find out. Fingers crossed they don't want to take our skin. Oh, shit. That's always a possibility, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of taking skin, what? shall we? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what else do you have in the chamber? I What's was, happening in our small town? I was fucking trying to segue, John. Well, let's, uh, that's a great segue. I'm so sorry I ruined it. Here's the trailer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, man. Tell me how much you love. How much? That much. That much. That much. Oh, we have to call the cops, I guess. Excuse me. What the hell is that? What? I just saw something. All right, that's it. If somebody's out there, just come on out. What is that? The hitchhiker. What were they all doing here?
The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003 is currently sitting at a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 37% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Kim. Yeah? Do you know anything about the people that made this movie? I know nothing about the people who made this movie. I mean, it's produced by Platinum Dunes. They did a whole bunch of those horror remakes from the early 2000s, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Did they do the House of Wax and they, those? Uh, no, that was that was Dark Castle. Oh, okay. Yeah. that's <laughs> <laughs> That makes a lot of Can sense. Can hear it in your voice. <laughs> The director, Marcus Nispel, Marcus Nispel, whatever, uh, also directed the Friday the 13th remake, which is pretty rad. Okay. Uh, but most importantly, do you know who shot this movie? Who shot this movie? Daniel Pearl. Who? Also is the cinematographer for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974. Oh, wow. That's what's so cool about this fucking movie. It looks completely different, shot by the same guy. It's funny because I thought the 70s style shooting was very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, I, well, you're, you're talking specifically about like hard zoom-ins and stuff, In the right? van, we were doing close-up shots of the characters and then harder close-up shots. What's wrong with that? It was a lot. In the way that every horror movie that came out between 1999 and 2007 was a lot. I just think it's funny where there's the occasional shot that's recreated from the original, like the van going across the landscape, you know, just like stuff that you're like, hey, that's that's pulled from the original. And like maybe normally you'd roll your eyes at it, but it's literally the same guy doing it. So it's kind of an interesting experiment. Yeah, but didn't the sky bug the shit out of you? The coloring on the sky, they put such a like vignette on it that I was like, the whole movie looks crazy high contrast. It's bizarre. In the way that every movie from 1999 to 2007 looked. <laughs> don't, but don't you also kind of just appreciate that it tried to... Like, the, the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fucking lightning in a bottle, you know? and But it's, re, you know, everybody's reaction to it uh, was very visceral. Like, they were just like, oh, God, I'm watching a snuff film right now. And they, they tried to recreate that a bit. Uh, and, like, the 2003 audience is completely different. Are you, you talking know? about, like, the found footage segment? I'm not talking about that, but that fucking found footage segment is the best part of the goddamn movie. No, what do you mean I think that exemplifies what you're saying? I guess. Okay. That's tacking on to what I'm saying. But just like the idea that like there's there's a feeling in the pit of your stomach while you watch it. Like it's a little it's hard to watch. It's humorless. It's not a fun movie. It has the feeling of It is of, humorless. Yeah. It has the look of trying to make you feel something while watching it. Like you you feel icky. Like, engrossed out. Like I mean, it is a pretty dirty and sweaty movie. Right? But not dirty and sweaty in the way that the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. Like, gritty, dirty, sweaty? I don't know. I, I think it's just that the original Texas Chainsaw was a super-duper indie movie, and it looked hot and sweaty uh, because they filmed it in August in Texas. Like, it was just a hot and sweaty time. Like, no matter what you did, you were gonna look hot and sweaty. Like, oh, the sun looks like it's baking the film as you're shooting it. Like, yeah, because it was. This is all post-effect stuff. It's all, it's all done after the fact. I will give you that this movie looked gross and disgusting before anybody started dying purely by that sweaty-ass makeout scene at the beginning of the movie in the van. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. That that's, looks gross. But that's how you know they're in love. And sweaty. <laughs> because, yeah, it's super gross and sweaty, but they don't care. Also, she's she's kind of an interesting character at the Pepper? beginning of the movie. Yes, because she you would think that maybe she's the hitchhiker. So they found her in El Paso. 
They, they, she's not part of the group. She isn't. No, they just, they just <laughs> ran into each other while they were in Mexico off screen. I wondered why all of their IDs were from different places. I was that, like, how are these people friends? College. Oh. <laughs> they all went to college together. Except for Pepper, apparently. Except for Pepper, yeah. Wow, I really thought she was dating the blonde guy. She kind of is in <laughs> in the movie, but like not twenty minutes before the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. So, in talking about the Hitchhiker, one thing is to be said about this remake is that, like the the early two thousands remakes, I'm going to reference that a lot because this film is very of its time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of liberties, and maybe that's why I'm being such a grouchy grouch. Oh no, uh, because. I really had a hard time getting over all the name changes. Oh, fuck, okay. And that Franklin wasn't in a wheelchair, nor was he named Franklin. <laughs> There's a moment what in this movie fuck, where they Franklin? all get out of the car, and you're like, yo, Franklin's not in his chair. <laughs> He's a big deal. Okay, yeah, sure. I also think that the Hewitts should have been called the Sawyers. That's a weird name change that kind of does nothing for no reason. Yeah, because apparently they, the one name they decided was worth keeping was... So Jessica Biel plays Aaron Hardesty. Yeah. So it's not uh, Sally? Sally. Yeah, but the Hardesty, we'll keep that. But we won't keep the fucking Sawyer family? I'm just being like such a butthurt horror fan right now. I'm like, I don't think that that does any respect to the original content. They also kept the name Leatherface, let's be real. That because he wears a leather face. <laughs> what were they call him? Skin boy? Chain boy. <laughs> Skin Boy Massacre. <laughs> maybe maybe there was some, I don't know, maybe there was some family who was just like, could you please stop saying Sawyer? We're Sawyers. Like, God, surely to God, there's Hewitts out there too. But like, nah, we're cool with being called cannibals. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, so you, I'm getting the impression you don't like the hitchhiker scene. So the hitchhiker, which I was going to get to after I complained for a bit. Yeah. Uh, do you have, sorry, do you have any more complaints you'd like to air? Any grievances you'd like to get out? No, but I'm going to use that whiny, annoying voice a little bit more later. Okay. Uh, the hitchhiker was a deviation that I really actually enjoyed. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't 100% get, so I think she's like a lone survivor. Yeah. But she's, she's like, she's a Hall- Sally Hardesty. Okay, but she's like mentally fucked in the way that all the final girls of the Friday the 13th franchise are when they're being carted off right. in the back of a police car. Like, <laughs> loopy doopy doo. She just needed to like laugh maniacally and you're there. <laughs> yeah, she, she escaped. She's a shell of a person. She's tortured. She's just beaten down and, and she's just like fuck this i'm out <laughs> yeah can you well th- so th- that's the thing like they they pick her up because she's just walking in the middle of the road they you know realize very quickly there's something wrong with this girl so they decide they're going to take her to a hospital but they're driving back into town which i guess is the direction she was coming from and she's like you're going the wrong way like she's she realizes that they're basically driving into a trap and says fuck it and shoots herself in the head rather than rather than risking the chance of being taken by the Hewitt family again and i fucking love that i think it's so, it's crazy dark but the way they shoot it is amazing the, the the fucking camera goes from the front seat of the truck backwards through the bullet hole in her goddamn skull and out the back window i enjoy that i think that's such a great intro to the film but none of the film lives up to that wonderful spectacle ah <sighs> I'll say that it is one of the high marks of the movie, but I don't think that it's all downhill from there. Okay. I think that it's one of the most genius things this remake did uh, when taking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre story. I think I I love 
everything about Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw, but I think the hitchhiker scene is one of the weirdest parts of that whole goddamn movie. And it's just that, uh, like, sure, I, I guess in the 74 version, like, they're hippies and they're just trying to have a fun summer afternoon after going to a fucking graveyard, so, like, that's how they kind of, like, wander into their house. Like, that's all believable and stuff, but some, like, I, I just really like the idea of them being stuck in this fucking town and they can't leave because they've got a dead body in the backseat that they're trying to just deliver to the sheriff. Like, I think it's just, like, such a cool, weird, gross reason for them to stay and not get the fuck out. Yeah, I love how much we revisit the brain goo and the teeth in the backseat right there's a lot of lot of goo moments yeah we, we go through that back window a few times too because they're just like you know what this shot was great let's just do it again <laughs> but there's plenty there's plenty of reason for them to leave they've got two pounds of marijuana they end up throwing it away but i mean like that's that's plenty of reason to not get the they cops got involved front row leonard skinner tickets. front row leonard skinner tickets yeah is uh, it leonard skinner i thought it was leonard skinner no, so it's this, this is a fun story. You're gonna Leonard Skynard. Yeah, there's there was a lot of confusion. I guess when they first came out, it's Leonard Skinnerd. It's named after their gym coach who hated long haired hippies, and then they just changed all of the uh, all of the the vowels to Y's. That's their gym coach's name. Yeah, that's fun because he hated them and their long hair, and he called them hippies. So they named their band after him. <laughs> I love it. At least it. that's the that's what I've heard. I have not I have not done any additional research before this podcast. That could just be a fun story that's wrong. What a 50-year troll that was. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking died and it's in his obituary. Fun fact, Leonard Skinnard <laughs> is the inspiration for the band Leonard Skinnard. Was not a fan. Is survived by his children and his wife. And the band Leonard Skinnard. <laughs> Why else do they need to leave? Sorry, we were making a list. Pot, I mean, Leonard Skinner. That is fucking hot. Like, this is like they got a dead body they want to leave it the fuck behind. Also, there's a lot of dolls and teeth art. <laughs> there's a lot of gross stuff, yeah. Everybody they run into is gross. And laughing strangely. Because they're all cannibals. Like that's <laughs> They've that's all the... got that cannibal laugh. <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> bad, bad teeth. Like, you're laughing at your own dinner. Like, oh, my dinner's talking right now. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so smart (laughs) if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes insomnia brain fog moodiness or weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging the experts at midi health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause and midi can help with safe effective fda approved solutions covered by insurance 91% 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
I don't. That's so. That's that's one of the things that I don't love about this movie. I think it's one of the only things I don't love about this movie is that it's like a whole town of cannibals. I do not like that either. I, yeah. As much as I love the sheriff, there is fucking too much sheriff. Oh no! It's um, all sheriff. Yeah, all day please. long. Yeah, thank you. What I don't want are all the additional characters, like the woman who runs the gas station, who ends up being like the mom of the house, and like and... the baby mama with no eyebrows. Yeah, the people that are living in the trailer like, park. Drink your tea. Yeah, just... <laughs> I guess the cousins of the Hewitts. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's too many characters. I love the uh, you know. Unfortunately, this is probably just me talking about how much I love the original TCM. But like, yeah, I just like that. Like, the world is normal, but inside this house, it's fucked. Like inside this house, you've stepped into hell. But it's like once you cross the town border. The town itself is hell. I think I'm not it's all the family, though. Like, I'm not totally sold that he's actually the sheriff. He might. Oh, he might be not be <laughs> dressing up as the sheriff. He may have, have killed a sheriff because when she uses the phone to call the actual sheriff, there's that moment where it's like, oh, he'll be here in a half an hour, but he's already at that mill or whatever. So I'm like, oh, this is a fake sheriff. That's possible. But then he's never like. The sh- the- hiding or trying to not be the sheriff yeah. at all times. And the real sheriff never shows up. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it could, it, he, he literally could actually be the sheriff and it's just a whole town of, whole town of cannibals. You don't like him. You thought it was too much of him. It Every time he was too... on screen, I was fucking for it. Yeah, it was just too much. Oh, okay. I, just, I think it comes down to, yeah, like I don't love the whole, the family is the town thing. Yeah. I don't want, different roles. I just want Leatherface and some people in the kitchen. That's all I need. Yeah, you just want one small family in one house. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, when it, once it becomes like a whole industry, it's just it's a little too much. Yeah, cuz they have a legit meat packing plant. That's theirs, right? I have I'm no idea. It's theirs. I have no idea. It's within walking distance of all of the other cannibals. It's also another movie that has a finale in a slaughterhouse, which I keep insisting only happened in Texas Chainsaw 3D, but is apparently in most of them. Is it a finale? I think it's a segment. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Part of the third act is in the fucking meatpacking facility. I love that Jessica Biel's like, I should run to this place with even more hooks for this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing you should probably stay away from. Oh, like a building made of metal would be a good spot. Every door has to be reinforced. Just stuff to dull the blade down, right? Mm. That's But that's the other thing about this, this, this fucking uh, leather face, and it's true about all of them. Like, that chainsaw can cut through anything. So this might be really sadistic, especially, I guess, being vegan. <laughs> I really wanted, when Jessica Biel was hiding in the freezer in, like, those rib cages, like those cow yeah, yeah, yeah. rib cages, I really wanted her to hold onto the top and lift her feet. And when he pushed it, I wanted her to be like inside stuck of inside the rib cage. That would have been But cool. he pushed it and she was like, ah! And then she ran away. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah, because there's something, I don't know, really super twisted about that. There's so- that. They always do something like that in these types of movies where, and they, they actually do it later where the, the heroine hides and then like a rat crawls over her toes or something. Yeah. Like it happens in the Friday the 13th movies. Like, oh, I'm hiding under bed. And then there's a rat. <laughs> and you're, you're like, like ah! oh, no, what? how could I cannot make a sound because the killer's here. But you a rat. And the squick of that, I think, would have been better in the cold room. Yeah, sure. Yeah. People having to hide in a carcass to not become a carcass. Good. It, it's also just like your meat in, hiding inside of another meat. Like you're basically <laughs> turning for for Leatherface. You're turning yourself into like a turducken. Yeah, like you're an assorted sub. <laughs> yeah. There's so much meat around. Why can't they just eat the real meat? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And 
even when they stop at that like BBQ, they're clearly BBQing normal, well, at least for most humans, normal BBQ. Like there's pig and stuff. That was all rotten though. It was rotten, but it's a front. I like think it's, it was it's by it's, choice. It's like the way that like the mob has a bodega that's a front for like a heroin operation. Like this is a barbecue that's a front for a cannibal barbecue. Oh, you don't want to eat that pig meat. We got fresher meat over here. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. Award-winning chili. Yeah, it's yours. I want to go back to the sheriff stuff here because there's a scene where Morgan, who's not Franklin, Franklin is uh, is is in the back of the van with the sheriff. Do you not like that sequence I, where he's trying to like I'm he's like conflicted. psychologically Ugh. torturing him? Like I want you to show me how this girl killed herself. Like no, act it out. Put the gun in your mouth. Come on, shoot yourself. Like that's one of my favorite parts of this movie. You don't love that? It's both. I love and hate it because I hate the characters for the fact that they let this happen. Uh-huh. And also the girls outside are staying on the ground and everybody's just dripping. He's an authority figure. And spittle. And, <laughs> and nobody is like picking up guns <laughs> or bashing questionable cops over the head. It's just like this respect of authority when very early on you're like, this is not a cop. I don't know. I think the problem they is that they wrap like- the body in cellophane and put it in the trunk. Like, I love that it's an exercise in how low can you go? You're playing like public politeness limbo, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody needs a fucking backbone in this group. And I, I think it was um, Kemper, but he died first. <laughs> I don't feel like I feel like Kemper wouldn't have stood for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he he does he does go pretty fucking quickly. You're right. He's the first guy to get killed. I was expecting it to be Pepper. I thought Pepper was going to kick some a- some cop ass, but she did not. She tries to at least get Morgan to shoot him. Like she's the first person that starts saying that. But I I think I, I guess the thing is like you go into this weird backwoods town and you ha- you meet all these kooky characters and like yeah sure like they rub you the wrong way, but maybe that's just because like you're some you're from the fucking big city and like you forgot how small town America works and then yeah it's just like it's like one thing after another where they're they're getting you to accept a reality and then push it further and your your human brain can't necessarily handle throwing all of that away because at the like you you could you could also just be wrong right like you could still wind up killing a actual sheriff and go to actual prison because no one's gonna believe you that he was a sadistic fuck yeah but there's also if you're if you're not dropping your like city train Training, I guess <laughs> you showing up to a small town with a body in your back seat, like a traumatically dead body in your back seat. There's no way you're not considering this. And I know what you did last summer scenario. I'm surprised they didn't. I know know what you did last summer. The girl out the back of the truck. Like they were like, bye, we're going to Leonard Skinner. I mean, they talked about it. And there's like there's an exercise in how long are we going to wait with this corpse? And they should have dumped her. <laughs> <laughs> John, why did you say that? <laughs> I'm just a cruel son of a bitch, I guess. I have no morals and no uh, no care for human life. <laughs> she was human life. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yeah, I uh, love this stuff about this movie. I think it's all it's always one of my favorite things. Just like how e- it's it's grim. It's it's it makes me feel very not great about being put into a situation like this myself. But just like how easy it is to manipulate people. Uh, human beings are are way too easy to control. Like, don't you love that scene as, as much as it hurts to watch in The Devil's Rejects when they finally fight back and they get the gun and they go to shoot Baby and then there's no bullets in the oh gun? Oh my god, and she's like, it's all psychological, bitch! Yeah, she just like laughs at her. Like, that's 
so twisted. But that's exactly what's happening in this movie too. Like he only shoots them. At, at, he only shoots the dirt in front of them to, to make them think there are real bullets in the gun. So by the time he puts it in their hands, like they they still think it's a weapon. It, he has two guns. One of them had real bullets in it. Yeah, I know, but the bullet, the gun. It, it, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're talking about like the psychological mindfuckery. My yeah. favorite mindfuckery. And Arlie, Arlie was Arlie Ermy is like the perfect person to do it. He's made his entire career on being that guy. Yeah, but isn't he normally a nice sheriff? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> he is always an asshole. Oh. There are you can count on one hand the, the amount of times he's played like a nice, heartwarming person. But he looks like a nice man. Oh, apparently he is the nicest person in the world. Yeah, but he also was a drill sergeant in the army. He looks like he was born to be a grandpa. <laughs> but so, so you you like the mind fuckery? I Hell like yeah. I like the mind fuckery of. When he cuts off Andy's fucking leg, looks wonderful, and then hangs him on a goddamn hook. Yeah. And the fuckery of him trying to lift himself off that hook and then only injuring himself further, like, uh, yeah. fucking loved it. And then by the time Jessica Beale arrives, she's like, I'm gonna help you. And she does not. <laughs> and they've got him on a, pe- they've got him like dangling just above a piano. Mm-hmm. So, so like- his toe is like, it's so it's <laughs> it's so twisted because they can hear him if you get <laughs> very good Kim very good it's great because they can uh, it, it, it works in two ways one uh, you know it's twi- it's torture because he can just barely feel a solid surface that he could push himself off of, but they can also hear if he gets down. You know what oh, I'm saying? But couldn't he bend at the knee a little bit and, and stand on the top of the piano? Like, I mean, maybe, but he, is, he Beale- does look like he's fucking close to death. I know, but so when Jessica Beale's like, she tries like two times to lift him up and she can't. And then he's like, kill me with that knife. And she could have pulled that piano, I swear to God, like a half a foot closer Yeah, to she him, probably could have done that, And yeah. he could have rested his knee on it to like get off the hook a bit. Just a little, yeah. Yeah. But, you know... Mur- and then when she stabs him, she literally like Elizabeth Bathory's herself under his blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird scene. Uh, <laughs> but I guess they were just like, we need her to be covered in blood by the end of the movie because it looks good. Uh, and it's 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 definitely a weird save the cat moment, you know, where you kill your best friend. <laughs> were they close? Uh, I mean, they rode in the same. They smuggled drugs across the border together. They can't get any closer than that. I'm assuming she was dating Kemper. Yeah. Because I think she calls him her are, boyfriend. And these are like, well, it sounds like they were about to get engaged. And I, yeah, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. And then I'm assuming Andy is Kemper's friend and Pepper they picked up. And then, not Franklin. Morgan. Is that her brother? Or is that just another guy that's I think they're with just them? friends. I think they're all just college friends. They're mostly Kemper's friends, but they all hang out. But he's a grouch. Like, the thing about Franklin being a grouch is like, oh, well, he's somebody's sibling, so we have to have him around. And you're just like, oh, this heel. But they have that guy there by choice. He's only a he only becomes a grouch once there's a dead body in the car. No, he's like every totally everybody's a- having a great time nope. smoking weed, getting go- ready to go to the Leonard Skinner concert. He's a heel the whole time. He's just a bit of a dick. He's grouchy. <laughs> okay, fine. He's grouchy. Whatever. Like a brother. <laughs> How do you feel about Leatherface? I didn't like him. <laughs> you didn't like Leatherface. I think he's one of the best looking Leatherfaces, period. Uh, I didn't like his mask. I liked when he wore her boyfriend's face. 
Yeah, that was all right. That was nice. He didn't wear it long enough, though. No, he basically just wore it long enough to scare her with it. He didn't psychologically fuck her with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he looks like a cool-ass Hulk of a man. Like, he looks like a butcher. He looks... He's fucking massive in this movie. That's all the leather faces. Yeah, and they're all good. I can't name a bad leather face. (laughs) You just have a chainsaw thing. Yeah. It's because you don't Period. like knives. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you don't like knives. I don't. <laughs> they scare why, me. Why is a chainsaw knifing different than a knifing knifing? It's got a cool gas smell. <laughs> it's got a cool gas sound. It goes... That's true. You will it. never be surprised by a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you can't turn turn a corner. Now, they do manage to do it sometimes in like in an 80s slasher. But like it's very rare where you turn a corner and like... There's a chainsaw there. Usually you hear like... Like where they're trying to like rev it up. And that was really good. Gotta put the choke on a little bit. There you go. That's how you know it's revving real high. <laughs> That's my favorite. Where it doesn't turn over right away. It just sounds cool. Like I picture in this scenario that because they clearly don't care if if their new victims just run amok in the town. That yeah, because they own the town. But that Leatherface just has chainsaws, like, stashed Oh, everywhere. he's got little grab bags? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, behind the, the cousin's trailer, there's a chainsaw. At Can the gas station, imagine? there's a chainsaw. <laughs> Man, there'd be such a great moment if the cops showed up, like, put your hands up! And he de- he slowly puts his hands up, and then, like, right above him, like, at, like a landing where they just can't say, he grabs a chainsaw and just fucking, like, goes <laughs> after them like it's a gun hidden under a table and- a Wild West poker game. Man, I love that. Hell, that's even better. Old-timey town. The whole family's sitting around playing poker, and Leatherface thinks one person's cheating, so he just angles his chainsaw from under the table and just like, pulls the chainsaw up. Man. How did you feel about the little kid with a heart? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you want to know who that kid was? Because we were thinking yeah, about it the whole Yeah, he's so familiar, time. right? He's the kid from The Ring. Uh, I had that thought halfway through. Yeah, and okay, here's what another else fun is he thing. In? He's in something as an adult, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want to know who Pepper is? Because we were like, who also the fuck crazy is familiar. I know her from something. So she reminds me a lot of Robin Tunney, but um, she is in the Blair Witch too. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing I would know her from. Okay, <laughs> Book of Shadows, baby. Oh, and I think she's in a bunch of like the Wrong Turn sequels, but okay, good for her. Yeah, a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That means she. Is becomes the final girl, I guess. Perhaps. Good for her. <laughs> the boyfriend's really familiar, but I don't know what from. Yeah, he's in a ton of shit. He was in Six Feet Under. That'd yeah, he looks like he thing. plays a dick. He's usually kind of always a dick. Yeah. yeah. And Jessica Biel, you'll know as um, Justin Timberlake's wife. And she's also in Joy, right? <laughs> she's in a lot of stuff. Um, don't you love the house of this movie? Like you I, were really into those columns. You were like, those columns? <laughs> <laughs> it just, it looks so fucking cool. It's the this giant ass, like, plantation-style house that, yeah, like, the columns don't necessarily make any sense. They look like they're out of time. This house just looks like it's plopped in the middle of fucking nowhere. I mean, like, that's kind of how plantation houses were. Like, they were, like, way back in the property and, and whatnot. You'd have, like, a long road leading up to them. But, like, it's like time has forgotten this place and everything is crazy overgrown and nothing's taken care of it looks so fucking rad i did like the house yeah right on did you like the like army vet guy that lived there with his pee bag i mean sure he's a little gross and all but like whatever okay i'm sorry do you think he's like leatherface's dad who i mm, who are these people brothers and sisters and cousins (laughs) 
Best we can tell, uh, Mom, who's ironing the sheriff's pants, is uh, Grandma to Leatherface, I think. He's got some sort of skin condition, we find I out. I think Leatherface is the brother of the cop. Maybe. I mean, hey, even in the original, like the, the lineage is a little questionable. We don't know how everybody's related. Oh, I remember why I don't like Leatherface. When he okay. takes the fucking mask off and he's got no nose. And that's why he wears faces? Yeah. Yeah, so what? He, yeah, I... Uh, you he know looked what? like Voldemort. Uh, it's weird how often you bring up Harry Potter in every movie that we're watching. Um, Harry Potter is life. <laughs> yeah, for some people. And... Um, <laughs> I'm 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 kind of with you on on that. Like I don't love I don't love knowing a bunch about these characters. I kind of like that y- that you it's just, just step... an assault like in a barrage. Yeah, you step into their world. You don't have enough time to understand it before you escape. And like that's like you get it. You get a rough idea of who they are and 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 how they work and whatnot. But like you don't have people sit you down, give you tea, tell you their backstory while you pass out. Like it's just. Yeah, because they were really pushing the, like, let's figure out this, the backstory of this hitchhiker girl that killed herself. Because they find, like, a jar with her family photo, and then they find her baby, and then mm-hmm. the more family photos. And it's just like, this is a lot. How many family photos do you bring with you on a family trip? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> right? One thing I will totally commend this movie for, and you might you might be able to correct me on this because I actually was not listening for it. But I do not think there was an abundance of I wouldn't say there were where there was an abundance, but they did show up occasionally. Did yeah. they? Yeah, there was one or two in the beginning when they were doing like all the evidence shit. P.S. The the like the the title sequence of this movie where they're showing all the evidence and stuff is fucking great. Love it. Uh, I think there was another one during the found footagey sequence toward the end, and then like once or twice in the movie, but like not over the top, not overdoing it. They they were smart about it this time around. <laughs> so yeah, that found footage sequence. What'd you think? Do you, do you kind of hate that they split it up between the beginning and the end of the movie? Uh, I thought it was a little silly that they were like, they didn't secure the crime scene, and Leatherface was like, <laughs> <laughs> I Although I did like where they were like, this is the only known footage of Leatherface, and yeah. he's like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like not necessarily in focus it's and whatnot. blurry, and he looks like, fucking jaws coming out of the ocean right and like that was the that was the, the the promo photos for the movie most of the time like i think uh the like the poster was essentially that blurry face and it said the text yeah it was like yellow mm-hmm. yeah the color palette on this movie is all wrong uh, it's not... very green yeah i mean it looks really fucking great in the stairwell but it looks like we're going yeah. down to the hostel we're look we're watching hostel yeah. and we're going down into the warehouse of hostel not into like leatherface's basement headquarters yeah it's a weird remake it's it's got some great stuff in it i like how they handled a few things but it has a like modern horror template to explaining who these characters are that i'm just not here for Mm -hmm. and to set it in the 70s and they really tried to keep it in that vein it still felt very early 2000s. Like, these characters still felt very early 2000s. Yeah, the, like, the way they handle shit, the mm-hmm. way they're, re- they're reacting to things and whatnot. It's, uh... It doesn't have that same carefree vibe of a of a seventies cast of characters. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a really really good remake. Like I think it kicks ass, and you know, despite a few things I don't necessarily like about it, like it's it brings a, it brings a good amount of gore. It's fucking dark and grim. Uh, I think it's the best you could have hoped for in a Texas Chainsaw remake at the time. Like this was was this not the first mo- like big modern remake where like we are remaking a classic fucking movie. 
and it's the most beloved like horror movie of all time. I don't know. <laughs> I think this was I, just <laughs> off the top of my head. I I have a feeling this was the first one Platinum Dunes did. I will say that when we put this on, you were like reciting moments, and I was like, "Wow, you've really seen this." I I, I was not reciting lines of dialogue. <laughs> you were just like, "I don't know." Is "Sweet Home Alabama" really the song we should be listening to while we're in Texas? And I was just like, yeah, "They're going to a Leonard Skinner concert." Like that's just that's a weird detail. I remember. No, you were like, "Wait and see." <laughs> I'm sorry for trying to preserve films for you literally while we're watching them. Like, goddamn. Either way, this is John's favorite film. <laughs> you guys want to see my back tattoo? <laughs> yeah, I think I just didn't um, I didn't really latch on to this one. I had only seen it once before, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, this wasn't my go-to Texas Chainsaw movie. This, this is a remake that I constantly point to when people are complaining about horror movie remakes. I'm like, this one is one you should give another shot. Because... I think that's a mistake. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, you know, the hatred for it back in 2003, you know, I can completely understand. It's hard to accept the reality that something you love is being tinkered with. 17, 18 years later, I think, I think it's worth giving it another shot, and I'm sorry that Kim is still a curmudgeon about it. <laughs> I am a bit of a curmudgeon, but I did also give it a shot. There was just too much cop. Yeah, okay. He's I, but, one of the best parts of this movie. <laughs> I like the hitchhiker shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the lack of chiku, and I like the the toes on the piano. Okay. What's your rating of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Uh, I'm going to give it a two out of four. Two out of four. Okay. That's generous. That's <laughs> and that's the generous review. Okay, I'm going to give it a 3 out of 4. I uh there's there's a there's like 20 minutes in the middle they could absolutely get rid of um where she's just running around from person to person learning more and more about who Leatherface is and what this family does. Like surprise, they eat people. That's like, all you really need to know. Surprise, you're watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But hey, I still think it's a solid remake, a good reboot. I mean, it got him a fucking sequel. I don't think a lot of people like that one. It uh, got a sequel? <laughs> yeah, Texas Chainsaw, The Beginning. See, I told you it was his favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let us know what you thought of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake uh, over on Twitter at NOFS Podcast. The 2003 remake? <laughs> yeah, we should probably specify. The one we're talking about today, the one from 2003. Uh, you can hit us up on Discord at nofspodcast.com slash discord. You know, whether you want to praise or ridicule this movie, uh, one of the two of us will respond to your <laughs> messages. If you're a fan of Nightmare on Film Street, consider giving us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It really helps us get the show in front of more fiends. And if you've been a longtime fan and you want even more Nightmare on Film Street content, consider supporting the show on Patreon at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. We got a little club over there where we release bonus content and we have watch parties and all kinds of fun stuff. So join us there at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing some, some watch parties leading up to Halloween. It's the best time of year. Creepy cartoon season is coming! But uh, but right now we're in the middle of our Friday the 13th franchise rewatch. Uh, we're calling it Midnight at Camp Blood. If you like summer camp slashers and you want a bonus episode of Nightmare on Film Street, there are dozens of them waiting for you over at nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. Until next time, I'm Kim. I'm John. Stay, Stay creepy. creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. 
Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.